Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is what we try to do here every single day. Our quote of the day comes from our guest today. I'm so excited. Life is where you're at. Whatever you're doing is enough. You don't need to do everything well all the time. When you live your life like that, it's a huge relief. And that is from Cindy freaking Crawford. Ooh, so exciting. First of all, I have been waiting for this moment. I have interviewed her before, um, I believe for one of the entertainment shows, but like, I can't, I couldn't actually, we were shopping at the Grove, but I couldn't really like ask her the things that like, I really wanted to ask her because you only have a certain amount of time. But today I'm going to ask her everything. I wonder if anyone's done an interview like this with her because I am so giddy. I'm like prepared with like magazine covers that I grew up with that I remember vividly and I'm super Rhea, no one's done an interview with her like this because it's you. That's exactly. the point. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. I hope she's um, she's happy with it because that is always my goal. Uh, so, of course, she's been a huge role model of mine. Um, a huge, ugh, like, I don't think I often interview people that I'm a, like, rabid fan yeah. of. <laughs> and And I've been a fan of hers since I was very, very young. And I've 
met her along the way, hung out with her along the way. It was interesting when I gained proximity to somebody that I loved so much and she just meets every expectation because she is beautiful. She is smart. She's successful. She lived such a clean lifestyle. Like she never fell into the pitfalls of the industry. So for me, she was always such a big role model Mm. because I was like, oh, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Right. When you come from a you know, Medford, Mass, or where, you know, Jeff's like always like, you know, his little mid Midwestern town, you know, we're always like, well, like, you know, Hollywood is so scary and drugs and Mm. all this stuff. And so she was a really great example for me to follow. I was like, okay, you can do all of this. Because at first I wanted to be a model. Yeah. Right. Like that was what, you know, you're like, oh, I want to be a model. And everyone's like, oh, you should model. You should model. You're like, okay. In fact, (laughs) I, so going through my archives here at the house, I found um, yesterday, I found the phone number to this guy who approached me saying he worked with elite models when I was at Dunkin' Donuts at like 14 years old. I was 13 when I started, but I think it was 14 when he approached me. And he said, call me. And my mom and I were just like too scared to call him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because he, like I listened to my instincts even back then. Yeah. He was like a little creepy. Oh yeah. And people used to call and do really obnoxious things. Like tell me the size of their penis. Like Oof. just on the regular line at Dunkin' Donuts. Like I would, they would call oh. up and be like, oh. Because they knew I was working in there. So they would do all kinds of things or call and ask me out and stuff like that. Kelsey's face. People, <laughs> like, people didn't call you at your waitressing job and tell you that? <laughs> nope. It happens to me all the time, but whatever. I mean, anyhow, um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Anyhow, we're going to be chatting with her today. In the meantime, if you haven't clicked subscribe, now is the moment. Join us in an official capacity. You'll get notifications so you don't miss an amazing interview. And we promise that is our goal every day to give you takeaway that you could implement into your life. Great advice, inspiration so much more so click uh subscribe join us over at our instagram account at better together with maria that is our hub along with maria um and if you haven't joined our patreon guys it is really worthy of your investment i would not tell you that if i didn't believe it i feel like between the ad free content the extra content and as well the biggest part is these healing workshops where you have access to these incredible experts to help you on your healing journey I don't think there is a better moment in time where we need this. And the show, I think, was perfectly timed for this COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. So join us over at Patreon. Just click the link tree in my Instagram, that little web thing, the web link under my bio. Or you can do it on Better Together with Maria as well. And uh, you can join us there. So (sighs) this is exciting. This is exciting. I know. I can feel how excited Maria is. I mean, it makes me excited. Yeah, she's just amazing. Yeah. And so I think without further ado, we should just get to it. I agree. Um, she's widely recognized, of course, as one of the world's most famous supermodels. She's also a celebrated actress, businesswoman, best-selling author, mother, philanthropist. In addition to her beauty line, Meaningful Beauty, and her home line, Cindy Crawford Home, she's raised millions of dollars for pediatric cancer. And throughout her career, Cindy has detailed lessons she's learned about becoming less self-conscious, creating positive messages about health, body, and image, and so much more. So today she's going to help us soak up some more life lessons. And of course, I'm going to fangirl for probably most of this show. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) 
<laughs> my pleasure. I wish we were in the same room. I know. I know. Great to see your face. <laughs> uh, you're as gorgeous as ever. Thank you. You too. I was saying to everybody how excited I was because you were always such a role model and example Oh my God, why am I emotional? That's so crazy. Well, when I was young and I was kind of looking to do all of this stuff, my parents were terrified. And you were an example of someone that did it successfully, being a strong woman and smart. And you were, you know, you didn't fall into the pitfalls of everything. You were clean. And so I was like, oh gosh, there's like one human I can see that can do it. And it was it was such a great example, I think, that you paved for people like me to say, hey, mom, dad, like I could be like her. Like it, it could go good. It could go well. <laughs> I think my parents definitely had the same concern when the very first photographer approached me about posing for pictures. And, you know, my both my parents came and they didn't even really understand that modeling was a real job. I think they thought it was a nice word for prostitution. <laughs> So same thing coming from a very small town, um, 60 miles west of Chicago, and then all of a sudden kind of entering this, at the time, this huge world of Chicago, and then later on New York, it was definitely a learning curve for me. Um, I think probably like two things, and I think obviously you have this with your family as well. Um, I came with like that, my roots and Midwestern work ethic, I brought that with me wherever I went. Um, but also I think starting to model in Chicago where it wasn't quite so fabulous, you know, it was like doing Montgomery Ward. I approached modeling as a job. It wasn't who I am. It's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I still, um, that, you know, that to this day that I don't define myself as a model. I find, I define myself as a woman and my job is modeling. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Like when I think back, so I've been recently going through all my archives here at the house. I kept so many things, whether it was old journals, to-do lists, you know, agendas. So I can go back in time so fast and see all of the things I was working towards and like little notes from friends and stuff like that. So I I was deep diving and I have a locked cabinet in there that I know two magazine covers exist and I'm going to pop them up for you. They uh -oh. were my two favorites of yours. Oh, okay. This one I remember buying 
Okay. And I remember trying to replicate. First of all, I learned how to do makeup by studying your covers. Yeah. um, And so I remember copying this look and then the next one with the purpley pink jacket. Oh my God, I died for this cover. I'm sure that that hair is very 90s. That's really uh, dating it. But it's interesting because this is during the time when Vogue switched to Anna Winter. So these, I had done a lot of covers for Vogue before, Mm -hmm. but then um, these you can tell were like the new Vogue. They were much more fresh. They were outside. There was a little more energy, a little more friendly. And it's um, for me, like, I know that exact time in my career, that was like a big transition because Vogue was transitioning, but funny. And also like that you looked at covers and stuff, how to do hair and makeup because you know, my daughter, when she was that age, she just went on YouTube and she learned to do whatever she wanted. We didn't have that. Um, so we just had to look at the magazines and then try to figure it out from there. Yeah. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content. And a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community? Or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment. And we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. I I think it's so, yeah, the the differences are so fascinating between, you know, how you guys Mm -hmm. are both approaching, you know, approached careers. But I remember these and, and I think before Anna Winter, she, they always did just the face, right? So this is where they're opening up into the body a little bit. Right. They were like those um, Richard Avedon shot them and they were a very tight headshot. And I mean, I happen to love those because to me, those were like, those were the Vogue covers that I grew up looking at. And so those to me were like the iconic Vogue covers. And then all of a sudden it was like this very different style. It was like more throwaway and you're friendly and you're outside. Um, It was different, but, but equally, I think um, in some ways, I think more, more, aspirational, but also more something that people could relate to, you know, it felt like a a woman that you could come up and talk to. Yeah. Oh my God. Those are my two favorite covers. I, I mean, listen, everything, you are my favorite supermodel of all time. You always will be. Um, and I, I think that, you know, you also, you transitioned and you were doing other things. Like I watched House of Style. I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm realizing literally how much you influenced me Wow, watching you. Well, I think that's, thank you, first of all. And I'm happy um, that, because I think sometimes I get too much credit for plotting this career that I ended up with. But I think that the credit that I should get is just that I was willing to take chances. Mm -hmm. So for instance, House of Style, at the time, my modeling agent was very against it because MTV was like, you know, had no money and 
they weren't, I think I got paid scale for the first couple years of doing mm-hmm. it. So what I was making as a model was way more per day than what I got for House of Style. But I just wanted to do something different. I wanted a chance to use my voice, I guess, even in maybe sometimes silly ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a model, especially before behind the scenes and everything that exists now, we were only two dimensional you know, faces on magazines that we didn't even really get to choose. As you know, like people are always like, I, I didn't like your hair in that. And you're like, I didn't have any say in the matter. Like the hairdresser, yeah. the, the stylist, they all decide. And sometimes you like it. And sometimes you're like, yeah, not really my thing, but I'm getting paid to be the model. So at House of Style, it was my first foray really into showing a little bit of my personality and then eventually working with my producer that I got to start writing my own wraparounds and having, you know, doing different things and that exposure just really gave me confidence to want to express myself and use my voice and trust my voice Mm -hmm. in other areas as well, which eventually led to like an exercise video and, and then later on, as you mentioned, my skincare line and things like that. Like I don't, each one kind of built on the last and not everything I did was successful. Um, especially I did do a movie that was not successful, but I also learned from that. And then what I learned was, you know what, I'm very comfortable in front of the camera. If I'm being myself, I am not comfortable trying to be someone else like that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) but don't you think i i actually i wonder about that i want to challenge you for a second because when you're modeling you're becoming somebody else you're carrying you're creating a character for each shoot to a degree to a degree but it's kind of like if i were this I i definitely agree there's an element of modeling that is acting um, and I actually love it when there's a narrative and there's a story and it's a little more fun. I mean, when they don't give me anything, I'm like, what am I supposed to pull it out of a hat? Like, who is this woman? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still Cindy. It's like my interpretation of something. Yeah. It's, um, I think when you throw words in and you're like, I would never say that, like even certain commercials when they, they'll put me with an actor and I'm like, you guys, I'm not an actor. Just remember that. Okay. I'm a model and maybe I can fake it a little bit like, um, once in a while, but I understand as a model also how to tell a story through pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's, so that's more of like out from the outside. Whereas I think acting, I think the best acting is more from the inside. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. just my, my opinion. Yeah. I, I just wonder like how much that experience maybe colored your opinion of what you could be in that area. Because maybe if you weren't kind of, you know, apprehensive about it after you could have, because I, I, I bet that that's something you could have <laughs> excelled at too. It's, I mean, possibly, but it also was very freeing in a way because it was like, oh, okay, I don't have to do that too. Yeah. And I can really focus on the things that I know that I'm good at and that I know that I add value. And, you know, even I remember the first time I was on the board of a company and, you know, sitting in a board meeting with these like, business guys and financial guys. And I was very quiet, I think, for like the first year for meetings. And eventually I started feeling comfortable speaking up, maybe not in the P&Ls and the things that aren't what I know about, but when they got to marketing and communications, I was like, I actually 
I actually have a valid opinion on this. And then you speak up and then you make a point and you might change someone's mind or change, change a decision that a company's going in. Then that empowers you the next time when you, when you have something to speak up. Um, but it, you know, it, it's little by little. I think yeah. that um, for most women, it takes us time to find our voice. And I was, I, I actually did an interview last week and I said that, um, you know, I'm not an expert on the world expert. I'm not on anything except for Cindy Crawford. You know, that is the thing that I know no one can challenge me on. Like if I say, yeah, I don't think it's right for my brand. No, cause I am my brand. Yeah. So no one knows that better than me. Totally. Yeah. Well, you've, and you've built such an incredible brand. Did you have someone that you were looking up to as you were doing this? Uh, not, not really, because I don't think like at that time, especially modeling agencies didn't even, they didn't even plan for a career that was more than five years long. Mm -hmm. Right. It just, it was like, we'll just churn out the olds and get the new, the newbies in. Um, fortunately mm -hmm. I had done things with house, like house of style and my exercise video. And I had already transitioned to at the time, William Morris, now CAA. So I had a more theatrical and commercial agent who wasn't looking at me like, um, a, you know, a carton of milk with an expiration date on it. And they helped me approach, um, relationships. Like I always, I never wanted like a, a quick one and done. You know, like if I was going to go into a relationship with a company, I wanted to see, I wanted them to invest in me so that I would invest in them and to see that there was a potential for the relationship to grow. And for instance, like I signed with Omega watches, I think over 25 years ago, and I still work with them. And now they even have, you know, well, the, the last campaign was my husband and both my kids. I am still working with them. And, and um, I think those term like in, in terms of modeling when companies keep coming back to you to renew that's like the biggest compliment you can get because that means you're performing for them you're doing you know you, you're doing what they what they had hoped you would do yeah what was your I mean we'll start with cover like do you have a favorite cover um hmm, no but probably the most impactful was my first American bow cover yeah. And that cover changes your life, mm -hmm. especially then because we didn't have as much exposure to every cover from around the world. And American Vogue was like the modeling industry's seal of approval um, was like, oh, OK. And I remember it being a big deal because my first cover of Vogue or one of my first was British Vogue and they had retouched off my mole. Mm -hmm. And then American Vogue did one and they left my mole on it was like oh well if it's good enough for American Vogue I guess it's good enough for everyone else and then it was never a question before that but before that there was always discussion should we try to cover it up should we try to retouch it off all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me I've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Later. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just kind of became, I guess, part of you know, like, you know, part of who I was, it would make no sense to retouch it off. Well, it was your signature. It's funny, because I always tell people the thing that you that people want to get rid of, usually, if you embrace it, um, and there's so many examples of this, that's what's going to make you different. And yeah, well, I think, um, like you were saying, you could relate to me because I had brown hair and brown eyes. And I think that's true. The models before like the big group before me was all blondes with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, and then all of a sudden there was kind of my group of women, which was Christy and Linda and Naomi. And we all kind of look different. And I think so many women from, like if I'm in Spain, people think I'm Spanish. If I'm in Greece, people think I'm Greek. Uh, everyone thinks I look like Queen Rania. Um, if I'm in Brazil, people think I'm Brazilian. So that really um, broadened my audience. And then having a beauty mark, which, you know, like I said, it, my sisters used to call it an ugly mark, but, um, I, I normally call it a mole, but it's actually not a very pretty word. So I guess I should say beauty mark. Um, so many women have freckles or a little, a beauty mark somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that seeing a model have it again on the cover of Vogue or in a Revlon ad, it made women feel like, oh, this isn't a flaw. This is just you know, part of me. And I actually met girls. I remember a few years after I became kind of well-known, these girls came up to me and they had gotten tattoo moles right there. And I was like, you guys, like (laughs) I wanted to get my removed. You guys are crazy. Um, but it was still, I mean, I wouldn't have done that, but anyway, it was, it was cute that they, you know, that they thought it was beautiful. It actually made me go wait okay because I grew up hating it you know yeah so you actually got to re-embrace or embrace it as well along with everybody yeah. else because when mm-hmm. you know when other people approve you're like oh okay I don't have to hate this about myself right right well and and really I remember high school getting tortured a little bit um by like when I was a freshman by the senior guys I, I literally have this vision of all the senior guys hanging out on the stairs like the main stairs of our high school and I had an older sister, so they kind of knew who I was. So they were like, hey, little Crawford, um, you got chocolate on your face. And I was mortified. And I, I didn't like, I don't think I used that stairway for the rest of the school year. You know, I just was so mortified. And I asked my mother, could I get it removed? And she was like, yeah, she said, but just so you know, like, you don't know what that will look like. Mm-hmm. You know what it looks like. So I kind of waited and um you know by the time i started modeling the first agency was like we should take it off so i definitely had a lot of insecurities about it Mm -hmm. so then finally when it kind of was okay for the cover of vogue it did make me um see myself differently but i know but i don't look at the mirror and really notice it it's like you know at this point it's just i see you know my face so it's not like i i say good morning to my mole every morning or whatever That's funny. Do you have, you know, during that time of like the supermodels, right? 
Mm-hmm. Was there one that you were just so blown away by their beauty? I have blown away really by so many. I mean, different things, you know, like like Christy Turlington. She was just such a classic beauty. And she also was a muse for a lot of different photographers. Same with Linda. The, Linda's ability to be a chameleon and change the way she looked and um, and really depending on who was shooting her, you know, could personify different characters. Naomi could move so amazing because she was a dancer. Um, Claudia, I remember first time I saw pictures of her were ones that Herberts had done of her for, I think, yes, yes. jeans where she was Ugh. looking like Bardo, you know, and we were all like, who is this girl? She's coming for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie Seymour, I mean, I've never, the body on that woman is insane. Elle yeah. McPherson, same. Um, nothing makes you feel more insecure than being in a room like with like backstage at a show or whatever and everyone's like checking everyone else you can't you can't help it and they were all so gorgeous in their own way and um you know and then and then as you know the the young new ones came in like amber and shalom amazing and different kate moss brought a whole different kind of look to fashion so it's been fun kind of being an insider and watching watching that all happen yeah do you feel like everybody else felt the same way as you where you guys were checking each other out like everybody was like oh i wish i had this or i wish i had that is that a natural thing i don't think we talked about it at the time but i i feel like that's human nature yeah so and i remember once being at the beverly hot springs did you ever go there in la like it's like a hot springs over near um like east LA. oh i've heard of it yeah yeah and i remember it was kind of like a hot spring and then you'd get these great massages and, but it was all open. It didn't, you didn't have like your own massage room. And there was like the, like this, whoever was on the table next to me had like the sickest body I've ever seen. And I'm like, and you know, this is when I was like to just on playboy or something. I'm like, who is that gorgeous body? Anyway, when she afterward in the dressing room, it was Elle McPherson. And I told her, and she's like, that's funny, because I was looking over thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, that it's just kind of how, I mean, I was like, wow, that woman has an amazing body. It wasn't, you know, any spite or mean. It was just appreciation for something that was gorgeous. And then I think she was having the same thoughts, and we laughed about it afterward. So funny, because that's what I loved about you and also you know, Naomi, you guys had real bodies. And then Stephanie Seymour too. I mean, she, I remember her on all the Victoria's Secret catalogs. Like you guys had the realest bodies models could have, right? <laughs> like, right. you're not going to have like, you know, my hips right now, but like you guys had real stronger kind of bodies. So it was, it was a healthier look. I think that, yeah, at that time, I mean, I was pretty much the same size I am now. Um, obviously, things were a little higher back then, but um, shit but, gets real, Cindy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I never felt like the pressure. I just felt the pressure to be fit. Do you know what I mean? Especially because I did a lot of swimsuits and lingerie, and I just wanted to feel good. But I, I never felt like. Um, my agent never made me feel like, oh, you need to drop a few pounds or whatever. I mean, I definitely had a body. And I think um, certain photographers and certain magazines and certain designers like that and certain didn't and certain liked a different type of body. 
and just kind of an understanding that you can't make everyone happy all the time. I mean, some people like long hair, some people like short hair, whatever. It's like, I, I think that there, and I see it, you know, it's definitely changing, but there was a time in the fashion industry where it was like the, the sizes are size zero. What is a zero? Yeah. Like that's like what, who even wants to be a zero? If you think about like what that means, like I never felt that. And now when I do photo shoots, I'm always like, don't send me sample sizes. Don't send me something from the runway. There's no way I'm going to fit in. I mean, even like a coat, I'm like baby Huey, you know, <laughs> trying to squeeze into it. Um, but I never felt that when I was, when I was like really modeling and doing shows, but that changed, they would make the clothes to fit us, you know? Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's a big difference. So then, then the waif thing came in mm-hmm. and that's when the size zero thing. So then how do you now guide your daughter who has followed in your footsteps, has an incredible career, how this is the balancing act that I just don't understand as I'm afraid we're about to like go into the whole kids thing as well. Mm-hmm. When you're raised a certain way and you went a certain way, and this is the certain way we went, right? We were, we grew up with humble beginnings. We, you know, we're pretty straight, clean, all of that. We did all the right things. The Mm -hmm. thing I fear, my husband fears about me, (laughs) he's like, when we have kids, if they don't act the same way, if they don't do all the right things, if they make mistakes, if they, how do you, and now add for you on top of it, she's in your industry. How do you wrestle with that? How do you guide her? And how do you allow her to make mistakes or not? I don't know. Mm I mean, they're really two different questions. I mean, just in terms of, I mean, my husband and I talk about this all the time. I mean, like having success and affluence is something that we, you know, we worked toward, we both were lucky and we've been blessed with. It's not necessarily a blessing for children. Um, And they face a whole different set of I mean, besides the fact that we didn't grow up with social media and all that stuff that all young kids are going through, they... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Grew up in the public eye in a way that we never did and that they never really chose. Um, so that it just to have to understand that they will not be just like us. Like they never had paper routes. They <laughs> never did some of the, you know, I used to fold shirts at a clothing store for minimum wage. I mean, they, they've had different experiences and to 
understand that partly that's your fault, you know, as a parent, like you put them in this world in a different way. Um, and it doesn't mean it's easier or harder. It just means it's different and to kind of respect their process. But it's hard, of course, at times. Um, and then in terms of Kaya wanting to model and my son a little bit, but then he, it really wasn't for him. He doesn't really like being having that attention on him. But for Kaya, obviously, I mean, it just, I couldn't hold it back. It was like, I wished I could. And just, it was like, it just happened. It would, you know, and obviously she's had some success and she likes it. Uh, my advice to her, well, in some ways it's brought us closer because we have something to talk about. And she knows like a lot of teenagers think their parents know nothing about nothing but she can't totally just say, oh, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I acknowledge that it's different um, than it was for me. And I listen to her and try to learn from her. Um, but, and my advice to her is really the same advice that I would give anyone about anything, which is be on time, stay off your phone, be prepared. I mean, that was the same advice I gave my son when he started working in a juice store. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different industry. Like I think back and you all were natural beauties. That's another thing that blows mm. my mind. Right. So you were all born. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You were all born perfect. And now the models of our time, the supermodels of our time mm -hmm. are accentuated. And I, I mean, so it's a different I, thing. I I mean, I, I, I think that that's probably, I mean, obviously the, the access to that type of stuff is much more prevalent, but I, I mean, it's certainly a lot of the models that Kai is friends with are, you know, they're totally natural. Um, but at the same time, it's a different world. Like I, I don't want to judge it's just it's just different it's kind yeah. of like um just a different a different time i of course encourage my daughter to be natural yeah um because i i also just i want her to see that like for women i like that message for women that um i don't know we have such a hard time believing we're good enough anyway mm-hmm and it's like, especially as a woman who's getting older, like, I don't want to put that pressure on myself. Like, I can't look the way I did when I was 25 or 30 or 35. I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could, world. I would do it. I mean, maybe I could if I, like, spent all my time trying to look like that. But I'm not 25 or 30 or 35. I'm 54. And I, in a weird way, I want to look great for 54. But I don't want to be, like, competing with my 19-year-old daughter, you know? So I don't, I don't, I just kind of feel like I try to lead by example and then she'll be who she wants to be. And I have to accept who she wants to be as well. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to interrupt you, but you do That's... look insane. Uh -huh. well, I tell you that every time I see you, my jaw <laughs> drops every time I see you in person. Um, but how do you handle that? Right? Like I'm 40, oh, wait, how old am I? Yep. Shit. I'm 42. <laughs> June 8th, 1978. Someone do the math. I forget. Mm -hmm. Do you ever forget how old you are? Um, 
I forget. I, there, I went through a time actually in my forties <laughs> where I did forget, but now, now I, now I don't. <laughs> You're like, no, I get it. <laughs> Which I guess is good for my memory. That means my memory is still hanging in there. <laughs> this is good. But like I'm 42 and you start to see things are changing mm-hmm. and you know, again, you're you're going to be my model through this part of my life too. How do you wrestle with the changes um, and wanting to maintain, but also realizing like it's inevitable? Like how do you emotionally and mentally handle that? Because it's harder for you because you are known, like you're you're known for being the most beautiful woman on the planet, mm-hmm. and and that's a challenge. And there was a quote that I read somewhere where you said, I don't want to have to be beautiful all the time. That expectation bothers me. Um, How do you handle that? And how would you advise the rest of us to handle that? Well, first of all, I think you also look gorgeous. And, um, but, but I, the thing that is, it is hard. Like I would be lying to say um, that, there's times where, you know, whatever, I'll look at a, you know, you're at a photo shoot and you're working with some, this just happened. Like I worked with someone new, they were lighting me a way that I knew was not going to work. And then you look at the monitor and it's blown up, like, you know, the size of a jumbotron and you can literally see every fine line or every pore, whatever. And it's like, Oh wow. Like I, is that really what I look like before they've done retouching or whatever? Um, and I asked them to change the light, but, but in real life, like you don't get to ask to change the light. So you do have to just, I mean, it is, it is like mental work. It is spiritual work of, um, you know, mourning what is lost in a way. I mean, and like, I always tease Kaya. I'm like, you have my old hair, give it back. You have my old skin, give it back. You know, <laughs> I, can, I can see it on her and it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> But then I say to myself, like, you know what? I enjoyed it for a long time. Like I got to ride around in that car for a long time and it was a lot of fun. And it's like, now what? And um, if you don't do work on yourself, you know, and have philanthropy or have projects or strong women friendships or other stuff going on, I can see, especially living like where we do in LA or whatever, that you could fall in that rabbit hole of like chasing this um, un- unrealistic youth for all of us. And, um, you know, I, it's thankfully my husband also like he, he thinks I look the best right when I wake up in the morning and having that, um, that kind of affirmation helps me not go crazy train, you know? Yeah. But there are times where I'm like, should I, should I, you know, because, because we're, you know, we see it all around us all the time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I had Dr. Diamond on the show. I'm like, uh, should we, or he's, he's going to be tomorrow's episode. We pre-taped him. I'm okay. like, you know, how are, how are people doing their eyebrows? What, what do we, how do we, how do we, how do we, because you're surrounded by it and you want to hang on as long as you can. Um, Cause if I'm doing this at 42, I know I look back at some pictures and I'm like, Oh my God, did I enjoy it enough while I had That's it? the thing I know. And I, I love, I don't know if you ever read Nora Ephron's book. Like um, I feel bad about my neck. 
It's hilarious. But she says, basically, if you're under the age of 35, put on a swimsuit and just like live your life in it because your body is never going to, no matter what it looks like, it's never going to be better than it is today. Like you're never going to be younger than you are today. I'm never going to be younger than I am today. And I guess while there is all that temptation and I have no problem. I mean, look, I color my hair. That's probably the most anti-aging thing you can do is color your hair. Mm -hmm. I think especially for like brunettes. Yep. Because it like frames our face and whatever. But um, I'm not against any of it. I just don't want to wake up one day and not recognize the person I see. Yeah. That's the scary yeah. part, right? Like when you think of like people are like, oh, you could just get like a mini facelift. It'll be so easy. And you're like, yeah, but what if it sucks? And I look like a right. scary monster. Not that I'm entertaining that officially right now, but I'm no, saying I- like, <laughs> as you think about where things are going, Right? right? That's when things start to become more of a conversation. When you're in your turn, you're just like, oh my God, I would never do that. I would oh, never. I and then as you're right. aging, you're like, shit, you're like clawing onto like youth a little bit. You're like, okay, maybe I would entertain it, but that sounds really scary. So I'll stick to injectable Botox and keep it simple. <laughs> but it's, it, I think that's my thing. And you know, like when I look at my mother or I still am fortunate enough to have a grandmother alive, you know, she's 98, she looks incredible. You know, I mean, she was, her husband fought in World War II. Like, she's never done anything. I don't think she's colored her hair, and her hair has still some. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It's not totally white. Um, That reminds me that there's, it's a different type of beauty in aging that I think that we've, we forget or we've lost the ability to you know, go, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, we've gotten a little off track that we're all supposed to look 25 and, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to, it's, it's bad for my soul when I put that pressure on myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're surrounded by it and it's always, oh, you look so good for your age. You look so like, you. it's so like, couldn't you just stop with, you look so good. That's what I would say when people are like, you look so good for your age. I'm like, Mm, just don't add those last two words. <laughs> yeah, because like, like wh- what's the why? point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also that chase is is really challenging, and um, and it is it's so much pressure. And I feel like we're surrounded by it in LA, of course. Um, we're surrounded by it in our industry. And I think what you were saying earlier about having purpose outside of beauty mm. is so important. Yeah. Um, and having people around you that are going to love you despite, because, you know, one of the things that I think about when I have to leave my house in the morning is, do I need to wear makeup? 
Mm. And I hate that I have to consider that, but if I go somewhere, someone's going to want a picture and that's me. Mm. Forget it when it's you, right? They're going to want a picture. If I look like shit, now they're posting that picture everywhere and I look like shit and they're like, whoa, Maria's really lost it. That's the next line, right? Or a couple of times, like we'll go to Whole Foods in the Valley and I'll look at Kevin and I'll say, do I have to wear makeup? And he's like, no, you look great. I'm like, okay. So then I go and I'm like full of my gusto and I go to Whole Foods and I bump into a celebrity and I'm like, oh, now, now I'm seeing somebody that I admire that I love and I look like shit. And now I'm like, believe it. Cindy, I, I swear to God, because Kevin has told me, he goes, oh, you really look like shit for, for this one. And I'm like, honey, really? You're really killing my confidence here. But it's true. You have to consider that stuff when you're a public figure. It's harder. I always just say sunglasses. Like, I never feel like I have to wear makeup, but I definitely will throw on sunglasses because I feel like if I sunglasses and a smile pretty much hides most things a uh-huh. decent blow dry helps you know <laughs> i always have said hair is a woman's best accessory yeah exactly if your Especially hair is good. long and you can kind of like hide behind it at mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. so funny i know it's it's so challenging so what is the best compliment you think you've ever gotten in your life oh probably any compliment from my kids yeah. you know that well even this morning as i was walking because I have to put up a sign in my house that says, you know, do not enter this room because I'm recording. She's like, you look cute. And I'm like, from your 19 year old, that's a big compliment. Um, But just, I think that when my kids recognize that I walk my talk, do you know, I think that's probably the biggest compliment that I or when my husband says I'm hot, you know, one of those. Two. I mean, that's always, that's always <laughs> exactly. a good one. I, I goat Kevin for, I always am like, I'll kind of like do like a little like pose. And he's uh-huh. like, you look great. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> right. You're like, I wasn't asking. Anything. <laughs> I wasn't trying to gather a compliment right. here, but I'm gonna, um, I, I have to ask you, cause everybody always wants to know, what are you, what are you do dietary wise like what are your thoughts on diet um i think i'm so glad in a way that i grew up at a time where people didn't there wasn't like 70 different types of diets to choose from and that the only diet i knew of was when my mother who sometimes struggled with weight a little bit she would do some crazy diet where i think she would eat like eight bananas in a day and then like a head of lettuce one day or you know like nothing that I, that looked appealing or anything that I would ever do. And I really didn't know anything about nutrition or whatever. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. I had steak and potatoes and lots of casseroles and things like that. And by the time I got to New York and was modeling, I had never had a bagel before and they always had bagels at shoots. And I was, these are the best things ever. They're so good with cream cheese. And then I, that, I think it's at that age, it was around 21 where I realized like carbs are really not my best friend, mm. even though I love them. <laughs> and that was, that's probably the biggest, um, I don't eat like a lot of bread or pasta. I call it the white foods. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 it likes, it likes me too much and it sticks to me. So if ever I had a shoot, I would just cut out rice pasta, bread, and alcohol, like four days before. And that just kind of, I mean, not now, I, I definitely have not cut out alcohol, but 
um, I would say those white foods are still things that I limit very much. Um, other than that, I, I eat. So it's you're like, not like I always say, vegan or anything like that. No, I mean, I've done vegan. Uh, have I done vegan? I've done vegetarian, um, okay. for like six months, but it's hard with the family. And I just never wanted my way of eating to affect my husband and two small kids. So, um, for instance, if we would have like one of the favorite meals when the kids were little were like turkey meatballs, pasta, broccoli, and salad. I just wouldn't have the pasta. I'd put my turkey meatballs, you know, on my salad or whatever, but they didn't even know. Um, and if we went out for ice cream as a family, I wanted to have ice cream because I didn't want like, especially my daughter to think, oh wait, like women can't enjoy food. So always very, um, keeping that in the back of my mind. Um, but really my approach is 80% good. 80% of the time, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to do. And maybe it's, you won't be your thinnest, but, um, Dr. Sabah, who's the doctor that I do meaningful beauty with, he told me, and this was actually really good advice. He's like, pick a weight that your body likes and can maintain and stay there. He thinks one of the worst things you can do like for your skin and the skin on your face is up 10 pounds, down 10 pounds, up 10 pounds, down 10 pounds. He doesn't think like the expansion and then the contraction is great for the elasticity in your skin. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of done that. I, I kind of know I'm usually within five pounds of my weight. Even during COVID, I didn't go crazy um, and exercise, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not a maniac about anything, but all of it I've been consistent with over the years. And it's just part of my lifestyle, exercise, eating 80% good, 80% of the time, drinking water, getting enough sleep, all those things accumulate over mm -hmm. years and years of doing them. Yeah, I saw your recent throwback to your 10 minute workout, dying oh. that you're doing them in jean cutoffs. So cute. Mm. Um, but I know, well, well it was, so, it was the 90s. Come on. <laughs> I know, but it actually, it's still, it's still relevant. Like you still, that's the best workout to do. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start throwing this into my routine. I got to get the leg thing going on. <laughs> well, and I think that was the idea of that little 10 minute workout is like, you don't need to throw on workout clothes. Like there's stuff you can do even. I mean, they happen to be cute jean shorts, but you know, there's, there's something you can do without like make going through the whole effort of like getting on a workout up and sneakers mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. In the middle of your day, you can just yeah. do that. I remember in my first book, I wrote the lazy girls workout section. So you could do a whole <laughs> workout in bed. Cause I was so lazy. I was like, I don't want to have to get out of bed. You can do your leg lifts. You can do, you know, everything in bed. Right. It works. Well, I was going to say it's hard to do cardio, but I guess you could figure that out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> very, very true. That's another show. That is another show. Um, what do you think has been most instrumental to your success as an entrepreneur? I think recognizing who I am and, and that brand that is me and being authentic to it so kind of using that as the filter of everything like does this make sense for cindy crawford you know um and certain it it, it sounds um simplistic but it actually there are certain things that you just go like cigarettes no that doesn't make sense or this kind of um even super elitist products 
you know, like so out of reach for most people. That's not my brand. That's a different brand. And it's a great, you know, it's a great brand, but mine was more like Pepsi, Revlon, MTV, you know, things that were cool and, but still accessible to most Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously meaningful beauty and all of the the things that we know of you have been so successful. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to know the mindset behind that success, right? Mm-hmm. It's really knowing yourself. And um, I love that. What about kind of spiritual practices and, and kind of wellness te- tips do you have? I mean, I don't have necessarily like any, well, one thing that I definitely do every day. What I do most days though, is I usually, and this started when my kids were little and I needed like a half an hour to myself before everyone needed something from me. So I would get up early six or six 30 and I would go, we, we have a jacuzzi outside and I would go out in the jacuzzi and I would have my moment of like looking at the ocean. Um, having a moment of gratitude, then I would mentally run through my day and kind of anticipating where, ooh, I better throw in a change of clothes because we're going to go, we'll probably don't have time to come home before dinner or just things like that, like anticipating where I might get into trouble so that I could troubleshoot. And then by the time, and then I would come up and throw on my workout clothes or regular clothes, depending on what my schedule was. And by the time like the house started waking up, I had felt like I had me time a little bit. Um, and then I would say about five years ago, I decided to take a meditation, um, learn how to like really learn how to meditate instead of just sit, sit there and like kind of like side eye people and go like, am I doing this right? <laughs> and interestingly, my husband and my kids both wanted to do it. So all four of us kind of learned how to, like, you know, meditate at one form of meditation. And especially during, you know, one of the blessings of this pandemic is that we all found ourselves, you know, a little more time at home or a lot more time at home and time to do some of these things that we never really have made time for in the past. And so I I definitely have added that in more regularly before I would do it, like if I was feeling really stressed or, Mm -hmm. um, or bored, but, but I have been more regular about it the last seven months and that's kind of felt good. And that's something that I might be able to carry with me, even if the world ever does open up again. I know. What does get Cindy Crawford stressed? Like you seem so kind of like level. I actually can't Mm -hmm. imagine you not being level most of the time. I don't know. So like, what does get you stressed out? I am pretty level, I will say, um, but um, anything, kids stress, you know, they always say you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. And I'm sure any parent will agree with me. That is true. So anytime your kid's struggling or having, you know, even just Kaya had her wisdom teeth out Thursday and she was in so much pain and there's really nothing you can do, but you want, you know, you want to, um, that causes me stress or anxiety um and then when i feel overwhelmed if i've overcommitted i have gotten much better that with that over the years and um i remember about seven years ago i started making my new year's resolution every year was say no more because i would just find that i 
I mean, there's a million great things that you can say yes to, but I just couldn't do them all. And then that would stress me out. And especially when I had kids, it's like, wait, I'd rather be helping my kid with homework or, um, you know, throwing a ball around on the beach or whatever it was than that I've overcommitted. So, um, but once in a while, I still find that I've overcommitted and Mm -hmm. that gives me some stress. (laughs) I know that's where I get my my most stress too, is when I'm overcommitted. Well, because you're, I think, I don't, you know, like you're a perfectionist. Yep. If you say something, you don't want to cancel. Mm-hmm. You want to give a hundred percent. And, um, that sometimes you just realize like, I don't have a hundred percent to give. And I think that gives you anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have spent some Halloweens together, Casamigos Halloween true. party every year. That's not happening this year. Um, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Oh gosh. Um, it's funny. You, you might have a little, um, stop by at your house because, (laughs) um, Casamigos did like a bring Halloween to you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I know, um, like George and Randy have had fun planning that. Like they, they decked out like a whole truck that's going to go around to some of our, um, usual suspects at the Halloween party. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like in a weird way, it's, I've, always love going to the um, Casamigos parties because they're so people go all out as you know like mm-hmm. it's but it's a lot of that, another thing that adds pressure right like oh what are we going to do this year so I have one I guess I can start thinking about next year I have one year that I don't have to figure out my Halloween costume I know I've had to travel maybe two of the times and Rachel gets so upset <laughs> and I'm not yes. going to be there um, but it does always feel like a relief because it is a lot of pressure to figure out because everyone brings their a plus game to that oh. party. Yeah, you can't. I, I do think Halloween, at least Randy and I, we kind of feel like this, you go bigger, you go home. Yeah. Like you can't half-ass Halloween. If you're going to, as an adult, if you are going to dress up, you better bring your A game. Yeah. There's some really clever ones. Like, do you remember oh. Brian Bowen Smith when he did the Jesus walks on Jesus. water thing? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that was so great. The only problem was he needed all the water people around him at all times, which at a crowded party, sometimes, you know, if you get separated from the water, your costume didn't really read as good. Yeah, no, he literally had people dressed up in blue as water and he would walk on them. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was so good. Best. There's been some great ones. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my favorites. I remember when Sheldon Surrey went um, as the Game of Thrones, um, you know, the, the, the guy, the Drofecki or whatever, you know, like oh, Dothraki, anyway. the Dothraki, yeah. yeah. Oh, he looked so good, and I, you know, it's like when there's costumes there, and 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 then the people who find like the um someone from pop culture that like is recent, and then they just capture it in like the perfect way. Those are probably my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have thought of that. You know, I have the craziest, my one story from that party was when Casamigos was just being born, but it wasn't launched yet. So I was having a very toxic, you know, life moment. And, uh, and I, I went in, I was like, okay, this is going to be the night I really go go for it drinking wise (laughs) and my husband had someone hand make us original batman and batgirl costumes so we were batman and batgirl and got to the party and it was like shot 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 and then meldman was like 
I think it was like, oh, at like 10 p.m., I see Mary Hart in the kitchen, and I realize <laughs> this is the moment because I was slurring a little. Mm. I know this is the moment when I'm going to lose my phone and my Batgirl cape. So I took my phone and my Batgirl cape. I hid it in Mike's cabinets after my conversation with Mary Hart. And then I saw Melman. He's like, let's go get some Casamigo shots. And they were hidden behind the bar. And he said I proceeded to do maybe like 10 in a row nonstop. Oh. Yes. It was this flat girl. It my like most were... <laughs> sloshed night. Rachel had to save me legitimately, save my life. And I woke up in a really horrific scene in Mike's kid's bedroom with my husband. <laughs> and we left at 6 a.m. Our car was still waiting oh, outside. Goodness. And the gates were locked. And we didn't want to wake anybody up. So we scaled his Beverly Hills gates as Batman uh-huh. and Batgirl. Kevin's like so funny. hoisting me up by the butt, throwing me over the fence, over the gate. <laughs> and I think it was 8 p.m. the next day I called Mike. I finally woke up. I finally could actually breathe and speak. And I was crying. I'm like, I am so sorry. I will pay for everything. I'll buy all new furniture. This is, I, I, I've never done this before. And he goes, what are you apologizing for? You were so much fun. <laughs> right. That's that sounds like Mike. Yeah. Um, no, I wish. Where was the photographer when you were scaling the um, the the gate? That would, would be a great picture. Well, Mike has it on his security cameras. He lost it eventually, but he, he went does. back and he got the video, and he was like, "Oh, this is epic." <laughs> no, that's amazing. But yeah, Halloween was a fun one. So we also are coming upon. The holidays, Thanksgiving, especially being the closest. I wonder, have you guys figured out what, how you're going to handle Thanksgiving? We're having a tough time figuring out, are we getting together with family? Are we not getting together with family? Yeah, I think that we just started talking about it. I think it, it's slightly easier for us because we don't have family here. And mm. so we, if we don't travel to family, like we've had small Thanksgivings before, where it's just, you know, the four of us. And then if they have a boyfriend or girlfriend who isn't seeing their family, and then Randy has one brother here. So we don't have that pressure of like a big extended family around. Um, Christmas, we're still thinking that we want to try to go away, but, um, you know, all bets are off. I think that for me, that's been the hardest thing is the inability to make plans Mm because I'm a planner. Like I love a plan and to not know you can have a plan, but that plan might not happen. That's, that's probably been the biggest challenge for me. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, but you have family with you, right? Well, I'm, my parents are on the West coast right now. We're filming this as a pre-tape because we're technically traveling right now. And so I'm going back to my parents on the West coast. They've been at my house there. And then we were going to all come back here to the East Coast mm. to be with extended family for Thanksgiving. So I still don't know what the heck is going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen with the election. We don't know what's going to be happening in the streets of L.A. We don't, we don't know what's happening with anything. With nothing. So I am like, <laughs> mm-hmm. OK, we're just going to take it day by day and just see what happens. But um, it is a it is an odd time. Um, it is a really odd time. Definitely. I think my my. Um mother and her husband they had decided to do an rv trip because they were sick of being stuck in florida and by the time they got to my sisters they both had covid so um 
they're fine. They're back in Florida. But I think that made everyone just realize like, okay, like this is just not a year where we can, especially like with the grandparents and, you know, Mm -hmm. that people want to travel or, you know, be around too many other people. So, and we've all, you know, even with my mom, when she first said the RV trip, we were like, that's great. We thought we were so excited. And then by when she actually got sick, we were like, what were we thinking? They've been so good for five months, but um, they kind of thought they could control it. But the problem is every, every point of contact, a gas station, mm-hmm. an RV, every single place is a potential, um, you know, one more person that you're exposing yourself to. So it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting times. I know. I have to ask you, um, fashion question. Uh Oh, you are notorious for jeans and like white shirts. So I need to know what your favorite brands are. (laughs) Um, jeans. I mean, I have a couple. I like, um, I like mother. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I like page. I had, there's so many choices in jeans. I like, um, actually what's the one that I wear all the time that I'm forgetting AG. Oh yeah. Um, I like, there's someone out here. What is her line called? It's so cute. Mid heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and the white shirt that I'm obsessed with now and then Kaya keeps stealing mine and then I have to get more is it's like X Zarina. I think it's X I R E N A. Okay. They're kind of crumpled. They've been perfect for COVID. I have them in like every color button down or T button down. Yeah. Cause you're a button down girl. I mean, yeah, I am more. I, I mean, of course, I like t-shirts. You do too, both, but... but yeah, but I know you're I'm more like, like a shirt. Yeah, I knew you were gonna have the perfect because I've been looking for the perfect white button down, and I knew you were gonna have it. So I was like, I well, can't let her go without it. Well, it's because it's like you don't have to iron it. It looks better actually if you don't iron it. So that's yeah. why it's, that's why I like it. It's like you know, and Kaya was wearing them over bathing suits all summer. Um, yeah, they're and they're not you know they're not fitted. They're not restrictive. You can move in it. I love it. What um what are you looking forward to in this next chapter of your life? Um wow. Um I think taking pressure off myself to in the business stuff. It's like like I still enjoy working and of course I will still continue to work, but I don't have the pressure now to like what's next? More. I got to do something else. It's like I, I feel like, you know, I'm good. I've done a lot. I want to keep feeding the things that I do do like meaningful beauty and my furniture line, but I don't, I'm not in an expansion mode anymore. Yeah. Are you looking forward to like grandchildren and things like that? Oh God, please. Not yet. Don't even say that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At some point. Yeah. How old is Kaya now? 19. He's 19 and yeah. my son's 21. No, yeah. I, I hope I'm not a grandmother for a while. Um, they are having them younger. Just saying. Why? What <laughs> is that about? My gosh. Um, I am looking forward to, you know, another gift of, co- of COVID for me was, I think I was afraid that if I didn't fill up my schedule all the time, that I would be bored. And because I've been busy for the last 35 years or probably Mm -hmm. even longer than that. 
And I realized I'm not like I can go at a slower pace. I can, um, I can fill that time with other things or not fill that time and just sit outside and read a book and appreciate, you know, um, not, I was very scheduled and very, maybe when you're very scheduled, scheduled, it sometimes makes you rush a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I haven't had to rush and I, I like that feeling and I'm okay with nothing on my schedule for a half a day or a whole day. Yeah, I like that. I literally was just looking back at my old planners. I'm like, whoa, I've been an overscheduler right. my whole life. Now I'm like, if I if I do one like this, I'll be like, oh, I had such a busy day. I did one Zoom interview. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. And lastly, um, what do you think has led to a successful marriage? What are your like top tips for people mm. in the marriage department? Yeah. And if you make it through COVID, I feel like that's definitely a testament. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, having kids, not having them, having them is easy, raising yeah. children totally. together. Um, for Randy and I, I think it started that we, like, we really are friends. We really like each other. I mean, we definitely were attracted to each other and all of that, but our, I always got the sense with Randy that even if we weren't together, we would still be friends. And that is very helpful as a foundation because the other stuff goes in and out, but if, and also we don't fight dirty. Like we don't name call. Um, doesn't mean that we don't fight or that we don't disagree, but um, I think our style of fighting is more toward conflict resolution than like coming with a laundry list of, and you never, and you didn't, and, um, Part of that's because Randy's very conflict avoidant. So mm -hmm. um, he would never, you know, he never says anything unless I'll say it first. But but it helps us move faster toward being heard and then let's move past it, you know. Mm -hmm. I that's, love it. I would say that. So my conclusion is she's even more perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you will continue to be... Um, my like north star i think oh you are sweet of what thank i want to be <laughs> and thank continue you. to be so thank you for thank you. an honest amazing conversation thank you for sharing so much um and this was awesome i mean by the way i collected like 80 more pictures that i didn't share but all my favorite looks <laughs> of yours um but i know that we've gone over but i think uh i just this was awesome. So thank you for taking the time. I know. Um, My pleasure. I know doing these Zoom things is not always fun. So I hope that you enjoyed yourself too and that this is good for you as well. And I'm wearing pants. I'll let you know. Real jeans. I'm wearing yes. jeans, not in sweats. I dressed up for you too. I have jeans All on. Right. And I've got so my top cute. on. So it's like, I okay. actually, for some reason, even put heels <laughs> next to me. But then I was like, because sometimes it makes you feel different. Yeah, of course. But then I was like, Mm, no, I, I that's getting carried away. <laughs> well, I'm in my Uggs, just FYI, because it's a little cold here in Connecticut. And I saw on my okay. cameras last night, it actually snowed, oh, which is wow. crazy. Crazy. So <laughs> anyhow, um, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you. And um, and yes. yeah. Happy holidays. We'll talk soon. Have a great holiday okay. season. Bye, Cindy. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. You're welcome.
She's a literal angel. Oh, I love her. Literal angel. So unbelievable. It, the, my big takeaway, Maria, was it makes so much sense that she's your professional hero. I agree. Like, there's so many even small things. Like, her talking about how, like, she represents an attainable, like, a far-reaching but still attainable standard. Like, when you think about the brands you partnership uh, partnered with, like Pantene and Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. that's exactly what she was saying with Revlon and Pepsi. It was just Same so interesting. Thing. So such a good point i picked up on that too when she was like i mean that's not my brand cigarettes no not my brand are these expensive labels not my brand i'm like oh maria yeah. every girl every yeah. girl yep it's so funny i didn't realize guys how much she influenced me mm -hmm. until i was talking to her because i knew i admired her and i loved her as a supermodel and all of this stuff and but i forgot the younger me that looked to her for a path like a clean good path to follow and you know Joan London was one of those people for me because I really wanted to be like Joan London on Good Morning America that yep. was like something I looked up to so that was a reference that I remembered more so in my mind than mm. Cindy um Cindy was just like I mean like I said I learned how to do makeup I studied her I studied her poses I forgot to tell her that wow. I learned how to pose because of Cindy <laughs> um but and when I wanted a model, I loved that she had a real body because I didn't want to be emaciated. That was not something that I physically could do. Um, so I was like, okay, there's a path for someone who looks like me, who has more of a body. I had a little bit more than a body, but um, <laughs> it was a little more. But, uh, but it, in the middle of the interview, that's why I got so emotional. I was like, oh, shit, she really was my North Star. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she's really going to continue to be the North Star because she's, you know, a few years older than me. Yep. She's Kevin's age. And seeing, you know, that it is challenging to get to those aging years where things are really not the same and having to find a new identity. Like Kevin always used to say to me, he's like, I want you to be so successful that you can stop your career whenever you want and no one can tell you you're too old or you look too old mm -hmm. or anything like that. He always wanted me to have my own power in that way. And then also a lot of people along the way said, don't allow your career to be based on your beauty because when that oh. fades, it's going to be so challenging. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think is really hard for young people today with Instagram and being Insta famous is everything surrounding your beauty. So if you don't fill other buckets in your life and have other purposes and other meaning in your life, it is going to be extremely challenging to age. Mm -hmm. Everything. I mean, even when you just said that, I think about like how we date these days, mm -hmm. like in the, in the apps and the this and the that, it's all based on pictures. It's all based on everything. So her, yeah. I liked how she was just saying that she wants to look her age. She wants to look good yeah for her age but yeah. i mean i just think that that's so amazing to hear someone of her stature like she's freaking incredible and she's gorgeous but she's like no i want to look mm -hmm. my age i still think she could have been a great actress too i know that I was know. a good you were i know right she could have because she she had to create characters yeah. for every photo shoot um i think sometimes and i don't remember exactly i think the movie was fair game if i remember mm. correctly I feel like once you're kind of scorned, you believe what other people say. And mm. she was young. And so um, I get that the transition happened where it was like, oh, I don't need to be good at that. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that mm -hmm. as well. I totally get that. But I think she could have done oh, it. Oh, she would have been great. But I also did respect that she was like, 
I'm I don't think she out. cares either and either yeah. way for sure um but yeah it was kind of a really cool moment to have that realization and realize yeah. oh my god like because that's who I was looking at at 13 when I started dreaming of moving out to LA and following this path and doing you know having a career and now you're interviewing and her. she was the one who was clean and smart and mm. successful and I was like okay I want to be like her I, I, I love that do it that way it's so cool I think what was so cool too just as a as a you know producer a lot of probably our audience is looking to you kind of in a similar way yep. it's very very inspiring to see successful people have a little bit of a fangirl moment I mm-hmm. I got really lucky Maria and this is always to you and Kevin um you know pre-COVID when After Buzz was you know had interviews happening in studio I got to interview a writer that I've looked up to for a really long time a writer named Kay Cannon she wrote the Pitch Perfect series mm-hmm. she um I remember. and like you know yeah it's and what's funny is like she might not be everyone's like you would die to interview that person but she was mine and I yeah. got to sit down with her so and do an cool. interview with her and I just think it's really it's very humbling and inspiring to see even very successful people have have those people that they also look to it's mm-hmm. really cool yeah and I think with women too I love that and I love I mean, you just, you call out not only her beauty, but her brains and you, and how she held herself. Her values. It was, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause she was just so much more. Mm -hmm. That's why I loved Mm her. Um, Not to say that any of the other supermodels weren't. I just, I I zeroed in on her and probably because she looked similar and like, you know, you see it, you can be it kind of thing. And, you know, instinctively, um, but um but i don't know super cool anyway you can get cindy's book becoming uh it's available wherever books are sold she talks about how to um overcome self-consciousness in there and so much more she'll also be featured in an upcoming documentary from apple plus produced by ron howard and brian grazer Mm -hmm. you can follow her on all platforms at cindy crawford she throws back a lot which is awesome and my favorite i love um and that's that um thank you guys for joining us follow us at better together with maria at cindy crawford at jeffrey crane graham at kelsmeyer too and remember be nice people make good choices and be present hey hill squad we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good we love 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 it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends and if you want to help us even more you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on apple podcasts or spotify and follow us on instagram at heel squad you can also dm us anytime because we love connecting with you and finally you can also join us on patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to patreon and our super heel squad for as little as ten dollars a month So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.